0: Hello, everybody, and welcome in to episode number 155 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Romans chapter 15 today, and our focus is on a pretty important question. Should we be people pleasers? Well, thank you all for listening. I want to remind you of our website. I try to mention it every time because it's probably the easiest way to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends, which we would appreciate you doing. Our goal is to get as many people involved in daily Bible listening and obeying as possible. Our website, Bible2021.com. That's Bible2021.com. Today, we're going to look at what, at first glance, might seem to be a bit of a contradiction in the Bible, but upon deeper inspection, it's not at all. This is, however, a great area of confusion for Christians, so let's ask a really important question. Should Christians seek to people please? Should we try to please people? Now, I suspect that most of you that were raised in the church are probably saying, no, not at all. We're not supposed to be people pleasers because it's probably been drilled in your head not to please people. So, what do we do with our passage today? Romans 15, verse 2 and 3, Paul says, Each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For even Christ did not please himself. So, that's a command from Paul to please our neighbor, who Jesus says, pretty much anybody that needs us, to please our neighbor for his good to build him up. So, This does mean we are called to be people pleasers, at least when it is for our neighbor's good and when it's to build them up. Well, wait a minute. I hear you saying, what about verses like Galatians 1.10, where Paul says, for am I now trying to persuade people or God, or am I striving to please people? If I were still trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Well, Paul says that he wouldn't be a servant of God here if he was striving to please people, so surely this is a contradiction between Romans 15 and Galatians 1, right? Except, no, it's actually not. The context of Galatians is that some people pray prominent firm, former Pharisees. We're trying to get the young church to accept that circumcision for the Gentiles is necessary to go to heaven. Paul is writing Galatians to say that that is not part of the good news, that circumcision is not necessary to go to heaven, and that if he caved on that issue in order to please people, he would be doing it just so that people would be happy with him. It would not be helpful for them at all for him to surrender to this false teaching. So here we see that compromise the truth of God and the commands of God in order to please people is unacceptable. Well, let's keep reading because we're going to see in 1 Corinthians 10, 31 through 33, Paul says, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. Give no offense to Jews or Greeks or the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything, not seeking my own benefit, but the benefit of many so that they may be saved. Well, here Paul is saying quite clearly that he will compromise his own convenience and preferences in order to please everyone because he's seeking the benefit of everybody in order that they might be saved. So, Are we to be people pleasers? The answer is yes, absolutely, but we are not to compromise God's truth in God's Word. How about compromising our preferences? Sure, absolutely. We bend over backwards for people, but not when it comes to compromising the Word of God. Let's see if Pastor David Platt can help us understand this a little bit better. David Platt says... Listen to what Paul says here in Corinthians right after verse 31. Give no offense to Jews or to Greeks or the church of God, just as I try to please everyone in everything I do, not seeking my own advantage, but that of many that they might be saved. Paul is saying here, I'm going to lay down my life for the good of others, specifically those in the church. In the very next verse, 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Paul expresses his desire to literally lay down his life to show others how to follow Christ. And he says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. He wants to serve those people in the church and not just the people in the church. Paul wants to live For the good of those without Christ. That was the whole point at the end of 1 Corinthians 9 when he says, I've become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. Remember, this is the purpose for which you and I are on the planet. To enjoy, to glorify God as we spread his gospel from where we live to the ends of the earth. That's how we glorify God. We glorify God when we realize living like this is good for ourselves. The beauty is that by living like this, in other words, by laying down our lives for the glory of God, by serving others in the church and leading others to Christ, we glorify God when we realize living like this is good for ourselves, is a benefit for us. Paul's whole point here is to show us that this is where true life is found, where joy is found and meaning is found and fulfillment is found in focusing everything you do on the glory of God as you lay down your life to serve others in Christ and lead others to Christ and even to please others in Christ, I would add as long as we don't compromise God's word and God's truth. Well, let's read our passage together. This is Romans 15, verse 1. Now we who are strong have an obligation to bear the weaknesses of those without strength and not to please ourselves. Each one of us is to please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For even Christ did not please himself. On the contrary, as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction, so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement from the scriptures. Now may the God who gives endurance and encouragement grant you to live in harmony with one another according to Christ Jesus, so that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with one mind and one voice. Therefore, welcome one another, just as Christ also welcomed you to the glory of God. For I say that Christ became a servant of the circumcised on behalf of God's truth to confirm the promises to the fathers. And so the Gentiles may glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore, I will praise you among the Gentiles, and I will sing praise to your name. Again, it says, Rejoice, you Gentiles, with his people. And again, praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples praise him. And again, Israel says, The root of Jesse will appear. The one who rises to rule the Gentiles, the Gentiles will hope in him. Now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. My brothers and sisters, I myself am convinced about you that you are also full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another. Nevertheless, I have written to remind you more boldly on some points because of the grace given me by God." "...to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, serving as a priest of the gospel of God. God's purpose is that the Gentiles may be an acceptable offering sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore I have reason to boast in Christ Jesus regarding what pertains to you. For I would not dare say anything except what Christ has accomplished through me by word and deed for the obedience of the Gentiles, by the power of miraculous signs and wonders, and by the power of God's Spirit." As a result, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ from Jerusalem all the way around to Elricum. My aim is to preach the gospel where Christ has not been named so that I will not build on someone else's foundation. But, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see and those who were not who have not heard will understand. That is why I have been prevented many times from coming to you. But now I no longer have any work to do in these regions and I have strongly desired for many years to come to you." Whenever I travel to Spain, for I hope to see you when I pass through and to be assisted by you for my journey here once I have first enjoyed your company for a while. Right now I am traveling to Jerusalem to serve the saints because Macedonia and Achaia were pleased to make a contribution for the poor among the saints in Jerusalem. Yes, they were pleased and indeed are indebted to them. For if the Gentiles have shared in their spiritual benefits, then they are obligated to minister to them in material needs, so when I have finished this and safely delivered the funds to them, I will visit you on the way to Spain. I know that when I come to you, I will come in the fullness of the blessings of Christ. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, through our Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, to strive together with me in prayers to God on my behalf. Pray that I may be rescued from the unbelievers in Judea, that my ministry t- to Jerusalem may be acceptable to the saints, and that by God's will I may come to you with joy and be refreshed together with you. May the God of peace be with all of you. Amen. And now let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of June, Daniel 6.23. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the den. When Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed, for he trusted in his God. And may we also trust in our God. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.